Welcome to Nourishing Lives. I'm Enika, founder of Nourish, where we make super snacks for super people. As a nurse and a functional medicine practitioner, I'm passionate about health, nutrition and well-being. Every month I'll be interviewing some of the inspirational people I've met since starting Nourish, from health and well-being experts to fellow founders. Join us as we seek a more nourishing life. This week, I'm joined by Georgia Simmons, who founded Greedy Vegan. Georgia shares her journey and experience of starting and running a business at the age of 23. During the two years that Greedy Vegan has been going, the external environment and the plant-based industry has changed dramatically, resulting in Georgia making difficult decisions to pivot her business into food PR, as well as focus on her podcast, Catch-Ups in My Kitchen. This just shows us that change, although tough, can be good. And whether it's changing your diet, your beliefs, or even your career direction, don't let the fear of change stop you from making the right decision. Welcome, Georgia. Thank you so much for having me. It's really nice to be a guest on a podcast. Normally, I'm hosting, so it's super nice to be a guest for a change. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, We love working with you, and we love everything that you um, stand for. So I thought it'd be a really lovely place to start is to talk about what is clean vegan all about? Because we hear about vegan being, you know, this way of eating or that way of eating. But I think there's a lot of confusion and there's a lot of products on the market. So sometimes it's really difficult to actually be able to say, well, this is what a clean vegan or a healthy way of eating vegan should look like. Yeah, absolutely. I love this question because it's kind of like the foundation for why I started Greedy Vegan, because ultimately with um, any emerging kind of food trend, although plant-based isn't a trend, but it's definitely entered the market with force, comes lots of new products and new emerging brands and new innovations. And with that comes a lot of amazing, amazing products, but also a lot of not so amazing products. And all the big corporations jump on like McDonald's and KFC and all of these things, which is fantastic. But with that comes a lot of confusion on what's good and what's not. So I guess what a clean vegan is, is just back to basics to an extent. It's kind of Mm. like whole foods, um, clean diet. But I also feel like it's about balance. And, you know, all these alternatives are fantastic, but it's about looking at the back of packaging and reading what's inside. And all these innovations are amazing. And it's great to be able to go out for dinner now and have a lot of more, a lot more options. But ultimately, it's like just knowing what you're eating, just as it would be if you were eating a kind of meat and fish based diet. I think just because it's vegan, it doesn't mean it's necessarily healthy, just as just because it's a salad doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy. Like Mm. some salads might have just as many calories as a burger, depending on what you've got on your salad. So I think the word vegan, sometimes everyone's like, oh, I'm going to go vegan, it's going to be healthy. It's like, I'm going to go gluten free, it's going to be healthy. It's like, no, like health isn't about vegan, gluten-free, you know, all of these different terms. Health is about, you know, eating um, a variety of vegetables, a variety of plants, eating enough, eating the right good carbs, good fats, you know, it's about all of those things. So I think when it comes to clean vegan, it's about, you know, looking at the back of packaging, um, eating those whole foods, a varied diet is super key. Um, You know, just because you're vegan doesn't mean that if you eat McDonald's and um, you know, vegan nuggets, that suddenly it's a lot healthier just because it's vegan. 100%, I agree. Um, and we were chatting earlier on about even being gluten-free and how, you know, you can make these switches, but actually 
unless you know how to look at the back of a packet and read the ingredients, you could be eating, you know, products that are so much worse for your body. Mm. Um, so I think, you know, you mentioned about going back to basics and would you say that looking at the packets, the back of packets and also how you choose products as well, that you look at what the ingredients are and basically if they're recognisable, that that usually means that it's, it's going to be a better product than seeing things like full of dextrose or seed oils and those sorts of things. Yeah, definitely. I think my journey with that started before Greedy Vegan. I actually had a granola business called Healthy Habits. It was mm -hmm. very small, small, small. I say business. That sounds a lot more glamorous than it was. It was kind of a hobby during lockdown and I made granola. And I'm a massive breakfast person and I love granolas, but I've always been so critical at looking at packaging and because mm. a lot of granolas are actually very, very high in sugars and and very high in in calories and all those different things because of the, the sweeteners that go in or even the dried fruit and all of those things. So I've been very, very critical on granola for a long time. And then when it came to plant-based products, it's, you know, what's this bacon made from? I'm intrigued at what what it what, what what it was. So looking at the back of the packet really gave me that insight into what was in things. Obviously, you know, I'm not. If I looked at every packet in a supermarket, I would be there for hours and hours and hours. So yeah. I'm not completely uh, mental when it comes to it. But I think just having a good understanding. I mean, some people say it shouldn't have more than like ten ingredients, but that's. I don't think it should have a certain number because you know if you're trying to make vegan bacon, that's science, right? Like it's going to have a few more ingredients. But I think ultimately, just being aware of what you're eating, like. Oatly, for example, there's oil in it. And I love mm. Oatly Barista. It's the only milk that I love in my coffee. And I'm not going to stop eating that because I have one coffee a day. I really enjoy it. It's delicious. It froths perfectly. But I'm aware that there is oil in that milk. So, yeah. I'll, you know, I think it's it's being aware of it. And I won't stop because I have one coffee. It's not going to hurt. I'm very careful in every element of my diet. But... I think it's just the awareness, which is really key. And just, just knowing, I think is really important because what a company or brand may shout out on the front of the packet could be very different to what is on the back. Absolutely, I agree. And I think it is about that, isn't it? Knowing, it, it's knowing your intake over a day, over a week, over a month, um, and having that variety. Um, so, Tell me a little bit more, you sort of touched on it before you became a vegan. Tell me what drew you to becoming a vegan in the first place. Yeah, so for me, it was a it was a kind of slow process. It wasn't an overnight thing. I was uh, lactose intolerant at the age of like 14, 15. So that kind of cut out dairy quite early on. And back then, um, there wasn't all the alternatives for dairy that there are now. So I began my kind of exploration, I guess, and journey into food and learning more about food at that point. Um, then I kind of just got to put off red meat. I just didn't like the way it made me feel. I didn't really mm -hmm. enjoy eating it either. Like I just didn't really enjoy it. So that was a personal preference. Then um, I, again, didn't really enjoy cooking with meat. I just kind of went off all meat just personally, just didn't enjoy it. Then for me, uh, the fish, I did watch Seaspiracy, which I know people say it was a documentary and all of that, but I it just kind of opened my eyes to what actually happens in the fish world. Yeah. And, you know, I live in London, where are they getting the fish from? Where is this fish coming from? How is it coming to me? Where is it from? And the kind of origin of that really struck a, struck a nerve in me really. And I, I didn't like what I was seeing. And ultimately 
I probably say I'm vegan 90% of the time. That 10% is if I am away on holiday and it's freshly caught. And I know it's freshly caught by asking. I am a bit weird like this. I will ask where it's from. And I will eat that then. But for me, it's definitely the origin. And I think with the meat, I do, it does come from an animal point of view as well. Like the Mm. thought of now eating a cow, like does, I'm not so sure how I feel about that. Um, But for fish, yeah, it was definitely the origin. So it's been a very slow process. And I think everyone's journey is different. But for me, it's Mm. been gradual. Yeah, so definitely sounds, you know, with with you, it, it, it's a lot. And I think it's becoming that way as well, that people want to know where their products come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it's a welfare matter, but it's also a sourcing matter, you know, knowing that it, something hasn't been bulk produced, knowing that the, the welfare of um, animals and fish, you know, it, it, it's so fundamental no matter what sort of dietary lifestyle you choose. I think that's, that's so key. Um, it's really interesting to hear. Thank you for sharing that. No worries. So tell me a little bit about Greedy Vegan. What's about and how did you manage to get it off the ground? Good question. I think naivety plays a huge part in this. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? I think I, for me, like the sky's the limit. Like I've never been limited by anything. I've never thought, oh, I can't do that. So I had this idea. I turned vegan and I was looking around, looking at kind of supermarkets and things. And I thought, well, I know there's more out there, but I'm finding it hard to get my hands on it. And if I am, and I'm in London, God only knows how other people are trying to do it. And when I went home to Somerset, where my family are based, I'll say it's even harder here. Mm. So I'm a massive Oddbox fan. I love Oddbox. So originally Greedy Vegan started with the idea of um having an odd box for meat and fish alternatives and having a box arrive at your door with a variety of plant-based products to help you cut back where you can but that didn't work as well because with kind of non-fruit and veg food products you do have preferences so it kind of the model changed a bit but ultimately i wanted to get plant-based products to as many people as possible and with our what we were speaking about earlier with what's good and what's not i because I'm very kind of um, aware of what goes in products and I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a quite a fussy person with kind of quality and taste and all of those things. I know if you have a bad product and you taste something that you don't like, you're not going to go back to it. You're going to rule yeah. out vegan. you're going to rule out meat alternatives or rule out oat milk. You're going to completely judge it really quickly. So I wanted to provide really good quality products to more people so that they would have a better, better feeling about plant-based and feel better about it. So um, I do it all for my flat. Um, I looked at kind of getting a unit somewhere, but ultimately I started in my flat. I've got a fridge on my balcony. Um, mm-hmm. I store everything there. I pack all the boxes there and I send it out nationally. I've built kind of relationships with different brands and every box comes with a variety of recipes to kind of inspire people along the plant-based journey. And yeah, ultimately it's about kind of spreading the plant-based word and getting products out there to more people in a fun uh, easy, convenient to an extent. I mean, I deliver one day a week, but convenient way because it, it does arrive at your door. Um, so that's kind of the story behind Greedy Vegan. Getting it off the ground is challenging and there's no beating around the bush of that. It is just really tough. Mm. But I think distribution is hard. It takes time to build your relationships with different careers and like find out which one works. And kind of getting the name out there is a challenge at the moment where, you know, 
social media is dense and everyone's trying to push something, you um, have to kind of carve your way and persistence and show up every day and spreading the same message. And I did a lot of like the back to basics things such as flyering and standing outside tube stations and handing out leaflets and going to any event I could possibly go to and doing all of those things to kind of get the name out there. We're still trying to get the name out there. It's still really early days. Yeah. It's only been 18 months. So I'm not sitting here like I've done it. It's great, but it's, it's a process. And, mm. um, but yeah, it's a fun challenge, I guess. It is. And I think you've got a real passion about what you're trying to achieve. Um, but it, it, it is hard, isn't it? Especially when you're trying to do something right in the food industry, it feels like you uh, push more water up a hill than you get to go down the other side. And um, yeah. it can sometimes be a bit of a challenge. But, um, you know, I think as people become more and more aware of their health and well-being, hopefully that space will continue to open up and people will be searching for, you know, clean products, products that they know are well-made and um, yeah, so we're definitely going to shout out about everything you do and there'll be links to that um, in, over social media and also in the podcast link as well. So just want to touch a little bit more on some of the vegan products. Um, obviously, you try lots, you stock various ones. Would you say that there's sort of what are the three most often hidden dirty ingredients that you'd find in vegan food? Wow, that is a really good question. I would start by saying anything, any word that you don't understand, look it up. Because mm -hmm. I actually started Greedy Vegan with a glossary of answering what a lot of the words were. Because sometimes in some cases it's a coloring, mm -hmm. but they use a scientific word for it because it is science making a lot of these products. Um, so don't kind of judge a book by its cover. Like don't judge it too quickly because you know, sometimes you have to preserve food. I mean, I, you know, from experience, like food is tough and like trying to get it to the longest shelf life and all of these different things. Like you do have to add certain things to kind of get it to that point. But so firstly is definitely look up these words if you're unsure. Um, I think a lot of like the, the gums and like that kind of thickening agents and all that kind of stuff, I try and stay away from that where I can, mm. especially in things where you might not need it, like protein yeah. powder, for example. I'm quite anal at looking at the back of that. And where I don't need to be consuming gums and thickeners and all of that kind of stuff, I'll try and avoid that. Um, and different oils as well, obviously, like rapeseed oil. Um, I try and avoid that where I can. But I think, again, you're not no one's perfect in their diet and I think just being aware and looking at the back is, is so important and just googling what the words mean is, yeah. is really important as well yeah absolutely I agree I think a, a big one that I often find is um so dextrose is often hidden in so many products isn't it um mm. and and it almost be, people think it's normal but actually um you know I don't think we need it in the quantities that we have in foods um mm. yeah yeah and that's another thing actually like obviously for some people who are listening and may not be aware that the order of ingredients um, mm. mean what's the like the highest percentage will be at the top of the of the list and the lowest at the bottom so if you are um i actually checked actually recently i think i was with some family and they were having tomato ketchup and i was just looking at the back of it because i was like i really hope tomatoes are at the top of this because i was just really curious and so just make sure like what you're consuming the actual main ingredient is at the top and not yeah. somewhere hidden because i think that's a really interesting thing where 
sometimes it might not be quite where it should be and you're like oh that's weird why is tomatoes was at the top of the ketchup so we're good but like imagine if it wasn't you'd be like yeah. okay that's a bit worrying yeah yeah sugar's a good one for that mm. often number one or two mm. very true <laughs> yeah so how could you what would you say to somebody that wants to switch to eating more plant-based or they want to go vegan but they're not quite sure how to do it how could you start little by little i think first thing it would be don't set yourself a target or a don't put the pressure on because no vegan's perfect. Like just be your own, create your version of vegan, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. I think start by that. I think because if you suddenly say, right, that's it, I'm vegan, that's a big transition to do. And your body might also not react well to that. Mm. It might be a big bit of a shock. Um, so I'd start by parving your your way slowly and starting by if you still have dairy i think dairy is a very easy one to cut out first yeah, I agree. so start with that and then just start by saying right i'm gonna cook all my lunches are gonna be vegan and i'm gonna meal prep those so that's done and then if you want to kind of have a bit of fish at night or have an egg or whatever like kind of just have that and just keep kind of chipping away at the journey. And if your goal is 100% vegan, amazing, but just make the transition step by step. I think going completely all out vegan overnight isn't sustainable or probably good for your, for your body. I think it takes some adjusting, suddenly mm -hmm. eating lots of vegetables. I think another tip that I probably give is, I often give myself the challenge of eating 30 plants in a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that can mean obviously fruit, vegetables and herbs. Um, and it sounds a lot, but it's really, really achievable. And that gives you so like so much variety. And often when you suddenly go vegan, like you end up eating the same thing because you're lost yeah. and you don't know what to eat. So I think the 30 plants thing is amazing. Just keep a tally and like, you'll be surprised how quickly you can get to 30. Mm -hmm. And that's so great for your kind of gut, your, your body, because you're getting all the different nutrients and vitamins through the different plants. And also it's great for variety and it's fun to challenge yourself and see, yeah. okay, I haven't had, an, I need to get another fruit in, I'm going to have a kiwi. And like, you may have not had that kiwi in ages, but it will just add variety into your diet, which I think is really nice. Yeah, it's a great way to add colour in, isn't it? Because so often we're lacking in certain colours every day. Um, but that's, that's a great way, great way to do it. Mm. And I think, you know, sometimes it's not about what do I have to take out, but what do I need to put in first? Yeah. And then I can you know i don't actually need the other things so you can you know slowly put in and i think being vegan you've mentioned this a few times already but it really is about still making sure that it's you know, it's whole food based it's lots of lots of vegetables and fruits lots of color um it's not just lots of packets yes um, yeah and i love the phrase plant rich like yeah. just make your diet plant rich so like you say add 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 rather than remove yeah so just like yeah really boost your diet to start with and then you'll end up being like wow like you know this cauliflower steak is so delicious i don't actually want the extra chicken on the side like i don't yeah. need that so then you can yeah. just yeah but i also think be realistic food and life is for enjoying so mm. if you really really love i don't know what it could be duck and your favorite chinese restaurant does amazing duck for example don't yeah punish yourself for that have it enjoy that for that moment yeah. and then be back to plant-based the rest of the time i think we are in a society where people often push being plant-based so much and i am 
like as I mentioned, ninety percent plant based. But I never push the diet on anyone. I think it's got to come from you naturally because you want to. And I think you know, food is for enjoying. And if you do enjoy things, and make sure you can have it, but also then you know, cut back where in other areas that you can. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely love your approach. I think it it's all about sustainability. It's all about what is right for you and your body. Um, but it, you know, we in this Western world we all suffer from not having enough plants and enough colour. And I think, you know, if that was just the one place that you got to was adding in those 30 plant foods a week, that would already be an amazing start. Um, so, yeah, I love love everything that you're saying. And I think that sort of brings me on to one of my final questions is, you know, when you are making those transitions, and I think especially if you become somebody who's 100% plant-based, you know, you never have the odd bit of fish or the odd egg or... Um, would you say that they need to supplement with a couple of supplements? Obviously, in my experience with functional medicine, I've seen people sort of go through veganism and then maybe they ever add a little bit more protein in because they've actually realised that they need to add some protein and so they might have the odd egg every now and then. Um, but there's definitely a couple of supplements I often recommend. What have you found in your experience? Really, really good question. And I've actually got a, a bit of a journey which I can share about this. So I've always said that I want to try and get as much as I can from food and not supplement. But I wanted, if I needed to, I would, but I wanted to try and get the majority from my diet because obviously mm -hmm. I, that's what I do. I'm pushing that. So I wanted to see if I could. Um, I have, I always try and take like vitamin D in the kind of winter just because we're naturally Brilliant. deficient in that, especially in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, and I did go through a stage of kind of taking like a hair and energy supplement because I just kind of felt that I needed that for my hair at the time. But I recently don't take anything mm -hmm. other than um, spirulina, which I have because of the kind of B12 and like iron. Brilliant. And I have that as often as I can. But um, I recently did blood tests to check everything because I was super curious as to whether I was actually hitting what I thought I was. Because sometimes you just don't know. Yeah. And I'm there kind of self thinking, oh, yeah, I need to add more spirulina into my smoothies and into this and that. And um, anyway, I took the blood test and I was every every level was as it should be and i was Good. so pleased because i was like okay i am getting everything from the very diet that i'm having so that's proof that you can get it all from food yeah. ultimately everybody is different so like some people may not be able to um but i do have spirulina as often as i can and spinach in smoothies all the time to get that iron and i do have protein powder and i'm currently on a bit of a journey with protein powder because i for me, my favorite breakfast is kind of like yogurt and granola and all of that. But I did notice that I probably, I'm a, I'm a very active person. I love kind of exercise and keeping fit. And I think I wasn't um, probably reaching the protein goal that I wanted. So I have been having kind of a natural protein powder in my smoothies in the morning. And that's been fantastic with spirulina. So I think in terms of supplements for me, I have gone through a bit of a journey, but I do try and get majority from food and then supplementing with um, superfoods, and um kind of protein powder brilliant brilliant i think that's i mean that's a great answer um and i think the fact that you you know you concentrate on plant and color and variety and you know which superfoods to use like spirulina is amazing um is is a great way to make sure that you get all the nutrients i think we're often um people need to supplement is when they have a you know not such a clean vegan diet mm. and they're lacking protein and vitamin you know, b12 in particular um, or they're 
having a lot of seed oils and not very many you know, good um, oils and so their omegas are down so um, yeah I think that's that's really really good to see and and would you say that um, you've noticed um, in your own journey but also in speaking to other people that that it varies as well through different you know life stages especially through with women you know as we go through um, our cycles and then also as we go into the menopause as well then things change a little bit um, but I think being on to it and noticing how you feel because that is essentially what food's about isn't it is that relationship with food it's knowing how your body is reacting to what you're eating um, and as you become more in tune with that it actually it's just a it's a wonderful journey it is and I think listening to your body is so important and like our gut is basically our second brain and food really is everything so I think just listening to your body as much as you can and knowing okay I'm I'm getting, I, I like listening to cravings and what they mean. Like if you, someone wants to Google it, like it's really interesting, like what certain cravings mean. So if you're suddenly craving chocolate, it could be actually your body's low in something. And so then you've got to try and find what that is. Because yeah. um, cravings is a language and it does mean certain things. So I think listening to your body is is really, really key. And I did go through a stage of taking, um, there's a big kind of rise in a lot of these green uh, supplements, which are like, mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to name brands or anything, but there are lots of uh, green supplements that you add to water in the morning. And I have been through a bit of a trial with that. And if I'm honest, like I haven't felt any different. And mm. I think that's because I get everything from my diet anyway. And if you take too much, you'll just end up just kind of weighing it out, I guess. Like it's not yeah. going to do anything. So I think I, um, yeah, I didn't necessarily feel anything, but I, I have this energy always, like I'm always quite energetic. I'm always quite um, not tired, not sluggish. And that is definitely down to diet. And I think if you are one of those people that are feeling you get the slumps in the afternoon after lunch, or I think look into your diet and see Mm. it will be something that you're eating and diet. Yeah, it is definitely everything. And I think these green um, supplements are great. If you're one of those that don't have time to eat the rainbow, have that green supplement, definitely. But if you are getting eating the rainbow, then you might not need it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and nothing nothing really can beat the power of the plant. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Georgia, it's been such a pleasure to have you um, today on the podcast. Thank you so much for sharing such wonderful insights into what it means and what it looks like to eat um, well as a vegan really appreciate it all of your input thank you so much thank you so much for having me it's been an honor to be on your podcast i've loved it thank you and georgia i know that you've got something um special to offer everybody that is listening do you want to share a little bit more information about that definitely so we've got um nourish 25 which will give all the listeners 25 percent off their first greedy vegan box and we do have a lot of nourish products on there which we love um so yeah definitely go and check us out we have a variety of products at greedy vegan so with nourish 25 you can get 25 percent off Brilliant. Thank you so much. We'll make sure we pop that in the link below as well. Thank Thanks you. again for your time today and look forward to catching up again soon. Thanks so much.